Shazam! They're the same, right? What do you mean? The what? Shazam and uh, Black Adam. They're the same. Shazam. Uh, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> in a weird, you know. And so Shazam is Black Adam in the same way that Shazam is kind of Captain Marvel, but not that Captain Marvel, but also kind of Captain Every Power Jr. Some stupid shit. Like, no. Oh, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. Where we use the same MacGuffin every time. Yes. <laughs> and 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 also the B team, you know. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're all, yes, we're the B team. Uh, I'm Brady. And I'm Carl. And I'm still sick. So yeah. if I sound yeah, super, oh, that was really gross. I'm sorry. If I sound super nasally, uh, that's why. So and apologies. I still don't have superpowers. <laughs> no. No. Well, that's because they were taken from you and returned temporarily to a staff, but you'll get them back. Yeah. Don't worry. Hopefully. You just have to use your crutch to touch the staff and yeah. yell Shazam again. A staff a staff that we we thought we dealt with last time, but yeah, apparently well, we didn't. No. MacGuffin. It's a, it's a thing uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about Shazam Fury of the Gods. And listen, <laughs> it's been out for a little bit now. And so, you know... Chances are, if you're interested in seeing it, you've already seen it, but the warning remains the same. We're going to spoil the shit out of this. We're going to talk about it as if you were sitting there watching it along with us. And um, yeah, not spoiler free. It's not spoiler free. So if you have not seen Shazam Fury of the Gods, and for some ignorant and naive reason you're looking forward to it, then. Tell us why. (laughs) Yeah, justify yourself. And then maybe move on for now and then come back. Um, Let's start with initial impressions. I have several. I don't think this is as good as Shazam 1. Definitely not. Which I quite enjoyed Shazam 1. I don't think this is the worst DCU film. I'm not like, oh, this is the bottom of the barrel. This is the biggest crap I've ever seen. I think I would agree with that. Um, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And in a lot of ways, for me, it was very similar to how I felt about Black Adam, which was that I came out of this going... I I was entertained. I was entertained. There wasn't there was there wasn't a moment where I was like wanting to shut it off, but it ended and I was like but why? Like <laughs> f- why? And so ultimately I'm I I'm not going to go out and say that I I'm not going to start this by saying I like Shazam Fury of the Gods, but I'm also not going to say that I hate Shazam Fury of the Gods because it did keep me entertained. What are your initial impressions of this film? I went into this hopeful that it would be good, that it would be better than expected, than kind of the impressions of what everyone else was saying, I guess. 
and um, yeah, it was kind of a downer. Uh, the pre- some of the premises of the film, I-, I I thought were great. The the I the the kind of the premise of um keeping the team together and uh, trying to figure out how they work together as a team, even though they're kind of growing up and growing apart and um, uh, w- those kind of complications uh, with the family. I thought that was, that was really good stuff, but then the whole staff being the MacGuffin again and, and like, the, him breaking it somehow frees uh, his the new antagonist and yeah it just it felt felt so forced it didn't feel good like this bare brass tacks right like bottom dollar. This film would have been 10 times better if Black Adam was just the antagonist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, this this film would have been so good if Black Adam was the antagonist. Yeah. I thought that several times throughout. I'm like, this should be... Because here's the thing. As your villains, you have... Uh, we already talked about on the news this week, you have Rachel Zegler as Anthea, who I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought that was, I liked her sort of relationship or her interactions with Jack Dylan Grazer or Freddie. Um, I enjoyed her. I liked, I liked that. I liked the, the humanizing element of her, of her character. Yeah, but also, but in the grand scheme of things, she's a relatively unknown because prior to this, all she's really been in in a in a you know significant role is West Side Story. So she's not like big Hollywood name. No. But you also have Lucy Liu, yeah, and Helen Mirren, both iconic. Like obviously, Helen Mirren much more so than Lucy Liu, but Lucy Liu is still a big name. Oh yeah. She's not, she's been around a while. And I'm going to, and tell me, tell me where I go off the path here. Tell me where I start to stop making sense. They are both wasted in this film. They are completely wasted for someone with the acting chops of Helen Mirren. I think you're off, off right off the bat because. I don't think they were drunk when they were doing this. They were definitely not drunk. <laughs> they may have been drunk when they signed the signed the contracts, but they were not drunk while filming. Whoever wrote their dialogue might have been a little tipsy. Yeah. I like for someone with the acting chops of Helen Mirren. This <clears throat> what a wasted role. Like yeah. no development really no story arc no emotional stakes no just like you know it's nothing blank. for them to act on like as good an actor as Helen is like that whole scene where they're sitting down at the diner place outdoor diner and and Shazam's like wow you are menacing and I'm like no she's not no <laughs> she's not no. scary at all it's two-dimensional generic <laughs> villain dialogue 
Yeah. It's, this is what we want, and this is why, and blah, 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 and blah, Revenge. blah, blah. <laughs> it almost felt like, and this is something, like, I don't mean to strike a nerve here, so I'm sorry if I do. They were kind of, in in, in a film, in a DC film, where it's a sequel, and you want stakes, <clears throat> and you want good villains, and good character arcs, and good, you know, whatever. They both felt like, not even one of the main villains, they felt like a villain of the week from Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right, just oh, like a, 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 a funky costume and a menacing whatever, and there's a MacGuffin, and they're after it, and... D- and then and at the end, world they grow really big, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a dragon. Yeah. yeah, it felt like that's Make what it felt like to me. my grow. Um, that's absolutely what it felt like to me. You, you know, At you're talking Mark's about wasted gro- talent. And yeah. Lucy Liu. Luce, what is Lucy Liu known for? Charlie's Angels. Charlie's uh, would, Angels. It, what is the thing I would say she's most known for. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, uh, yeah. So that would be a really good lead in to, to what I'm, what I'm kind of digging towards. Yeah. She's known for... Kill for Bill. action roles. Yep. Like, she's a very talented martial artist. Yes. She oh, yeah. I don't think she throws a single punch in this film. No, she just rides a dragon. Like, talk about wasted talent. Yeah. You're, you're in, a, in a comic book action film. You have Lucy Liu, and, you, and her, the power you give her is to whisper things, and people will do them? Yep. What? <laughs> What? Waste, waste, yeah, useless. Uh, yeah, why? Lucy Liu. Looking at her action roles, we've got Charlie's Angels, we've got um, Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Obviously, yep. um, she was on an episode of Sesame Street. Like she, <laughs> yeah, the fight between her and Grover, man. Oh, it was <laughs> it was intense. Um, yeah, just yeah, waste. Waste of good talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Ah, I it it's it genuinely genuinely shocking to me how bad they were in this film. And I don't it's not their fault. No. Nobody's it's not saying Lucy that. Lou, it's not Lucy Lou and Helen Mirren's it's not Ves, yeah. it, it's the fact that Calypso and Vespira were just horribly written characters. Yeah. Horribly written. So yeah, can, I, I, a good uh, actor can only do so much when all they have is uh, a bag full of burning dog crap. Yeah, bad writing and shit directing, and and there you go, you're off to the races, right? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's so disappointing. Um, visually, I have no issues with this film. I, I there was a couple of times where I'm like, man, comic book CGI is just not always on par with like. You know, I'm like, you You could have made this look a little better. You could have made that look a little bit better. But it was nothing, there was nothing like jarring, like, oh, the CGI in this was just awful. Yeah. Um, it, it is still, in some ways it's weird because it kind of feels like this, the Shazam films in the DCU have felt like if any film in the DCU could be mistaken for... Marvel films for MCU films, just in like tone and color palette and 
and levity of of the dialogue because the DCU has been dark, mm-hmm. like heavy. Yeah, <clears throat> like just a heavy, grim, like upsetting kind of story um, and tone and color and and whatever else. Whereas Shazam's always kind of broken that mold. Um, so I, I, but that's I mean that's not even a praise. It's just an observation. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't. I, I don't know. It. Yeah. And then Gal Gadot showing up as, as yeah, Wonder Woman. That was jarring. Just out of the blue, she's just there all of a sudden. I thought, yeah. I thought the whole her body, and it was obviously that did not seem like Gal Gadot's body because the arms were like skinny as hell and the one didn't look where like he's Wonder dreaming? Woman in the dream sequence. Yeah, that was great. That was great. I had no issue with that. I was like, that's fun. It kind of reminded me of when Superman's body shows up at the end of the first one, but it's not Henry Cavill because, I don't know, they couldn't get Henry Cavill or why pay Henry Cavill big bucks to yeah. be in four seconds when we can just show the body. Um, this that was, that was great. That was great. I had no issue with that. It makes sense. He'd be dreaming about Wonder Woman and so on and so forth. Uh but this, this whole like ridiculous, she's just all of a sudden there, and I, I mean, it's it's the realm of the Greek gods, and she is the daughter of Zeus. Like it, it makes yeah. sense that she would have access to where they are, know how to get there, yeah, know how to get there, blah blah blah. Because at first, I hadn't initially, I didn't piece that together, and I was like, well, okay, whoa, hang on. But then I was like, no, 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 okay, yeah, 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 like Daughter of Zeus and so on. But yeah, I, yeah, and the dream sequence, like looking back after the dream sequence, kind of seems like they're 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 teeing it up so that this is kind of a payoff to the dream sequence. But it's a dream sequence, <laughs> right? Like the dream sequence doesn't need a payoff. It's a dream sequence, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was just a goofy kind of. It was a way for the wizard to, yeah, to appear to Billy and get the the get story through. Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that felt weird. Felt so the, weird. And and then the like the post credit scene after that. Oh, with uh, with Mark Strong's character coming back from the first one, sitting in his prison cell, talking to a. a it felt like deja vu. I was like, didn't yeah. we get this post-credit scene last time? Is it this so. the same thing? <laughs> like, and at this point, I was like, what, what's going on here? And it just further calls into question what is the direction of like who's staying and who isn't? Right? Is Zachary Levi staying as Shazam moving forward in the DCU? Because are we talking about the gun verse now? Yes, because my thought would be, because they've done this before. They did it with the, like, the shawarma post-credit scene in Avengers was shot the day after the premiere. A lot of people don't know that. It was shot the day after the film premiered. And then they're like, okay, quick. Quick, yeah, tack it on to the end of the film. Yeah, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Captain America had like a big beard, a, so he a had, beard like, that they're covering up with his like fist and some prosthetics and else, stuff. Yeah, and so like 
you can shoot a post credit scene pretty on the fly, pretty last yeah. minute. And so my thought would be like, okay, the film just came, like there must have been time. They knew that this was happening. And so if, if the post credit scene that is in the film is simply there teeing up what would have come had not been for the dissolving of the current DCU, then that seems weird to me. Because it it certainly is a tee-up, right? That's a tee-up, and uh, what's the mid-credit scene? Uh, Oh, what was the mid-credit scene? Because that one felt even more like a tee-up. Mid-credit scene. Oh, it was... was it was the two agents from. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing Waller up, and he's like and all in the stuff. middle of nowhere. He's in the middle of nowhere, shooting lightning at bottles like some Western guy, and they show up out of nowhere to try and recruit him to. Uh, they are two agents from the um, Suicide Squad film. Yeah, it's Amanda it's like, Waller's. What are they recruiting him to? So, my thought. My thought when that was playing was like, okay, this would make sense if, because we know that like the first TV series that we're getting, or the first live action TV series that we're getting in the Gunverse is an Amanda Waller show. Right. So we know that Waller is a prominent part. Waller's been a prominent. She's kind of been the Nick Fury. She's been the glue that's kind of held the DCU together. Yeah. And she's played by the same person that's Viola been Davis. Her. Yep. And so it would we know that Waller, Viola Davis's Waller is going to be a prominent part of this gunverse moving forward. So if you're keeping Zachary Levi as Shazam moving forward, which I I think he embodies the role fantastically, then this makes sense. Then this is, and there's like almost no special effects in this shot. So you could have shot this very last minute. This could be teeing up, this could legitimately be teeing up Shazam's future moving forward. Yeah. He might show up in this Waller film, Waller show, show, or what you know, or whatever. However, <clears throat> if this is if this post credit scene was always the plan and has no implication on what's going to happen moving forward, then it's just confusing and weird. And why? Yeah, why not right? just pull it? Why not pull it? Because even the end, like the very end post credit scene, okay, an argument could be made that that's not teeing anything up. That it's just a fun gag that... Calls back you know, to the Mar- first one. Yeah, Mark Strong's character would be coming back and about to kick ass, except for the fact that he keeps getting the runaround from this caterpillar, and so he's just stuck where he is. Okay, great. That's That doesn't have to tee anything up. That can just be a funny gag. But this Waller thing was totally teeing something up. So my question is, is what it's teeing up something that's still actually coming? Or was it the original plan and now, you know, whatever? In right. which case, 
if you have plans to use Shazam moving forward, then you quickly shoot something that you can throw in there that does accurately tee it up. Or if Shazam's going to kind of get shelved for a while because you have no plans for Shazam and you're not bringing Zachary Levi back, then you just stick with your your goofy gag cutscene. Right? You're one that does not intentionally yeah. tee something up. Yeah, it's it just yeah. What and what you're saying, I, I'm no I don't disagree with it any at all, but it just goes to further add confusion to what the heck is Gunn's plan. Yeah. Because I have faith in the plan. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, that and that's 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 kind of what I'm saying. Like, what is he doing? Because initially when it, he was announced as kind of rebooting DCU, we thought everything was going in the dumpster and being burned. Yeah. Seemed like a hard everything is. And so what is and what isn't? And it's just like a big kind of as for for people like us who aren't in the know sitting with James Gunn and planning this stuff out, it's kind of like throwing darts at a wall blindfolded for us making guesses. Yeah. I still <clears throat> hypothesize Oh yeah. Which is that- always fun. I still hypothesize that the Flash is going to play a role. The Flash movie is going to yeah. play a role in explaining why it's the same but different. Yeah. Well, it being a flat the Flashpoint event storyline. Yeah. He's it, he's breaking universes and he's changing yeah. the world and he's like yeah. it just makes sense. I if yeah. that's not how they do this, I will, it, it'll be really hard to convince me that that wasn't a missed opportunity. Oh, everybody will think it was a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's talk about things we liked about this movie. Was there anything you liked, things that stood out to your like that were really fun and you enjoyed? I, I continue to love <laughs> the dynamic of the parents. The parents um, interacting with each other, interacting with the kids. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's so heartwarming. Yeah. And I actually teared up when when the mom is is kind of saying her potential goodbyes. She's like I just want to see Billy. So he unshazams and they have this face to face. And they're both crying and he's talking about, you know, I I get it. I know I'm aging out. You know, you don't have to keep me. And she she says, "Billy, you will never age out of your home. And they're crying. And he says, I love you, mom. And they've like set that up as, you know, he still hasn't called her mom. And he's, you know, I was, uh, that wrecked me. I was like, oh, this is so, there was like a moment where I was like, this is a really great moment in an otherwise mediocre movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that, uh, that I really liked. I liked Steve, the pencil. Yes. Oh man, if you didn't mention it, I was gonna Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I liked it so much, but I just did. Like every yeah. scene with Steve was great. But the, the, yeah, <laughs> I I think what it was was that it seemed like this sentient thing and it kind of does have sentience, I guess, but it's more like what AI is now. It's more like a, a speech to text. Yeah, like thing. <laughs> like them sending the letters yeah oh that's really good should we proofread it should we yeah nah nah steve's got it just said yeah that's so so good that was really funny 
Yeah. I thought I thought the rock of eternity, their hideout and what they've done to it as a whole and how each character kind of made parts of it their own was was really cool. Like the one the smart uh, kid was like exploring and mapping it all out and one of a couple of them were just like, "No, nah, this I'm just going to chill here." And yeah. It was it was cool. I liked I liked how they interacted and explored the rock of eternity and that it's not just like this one room with the chairs that they sit down at the end of the first one. Yeah. It's kind of like Hogwarts. Like there's so yeah. many secrets to unpack and it's yeah. so much bigger than you think it is. And yeah. And I did get a kick out of, although it was just kind of like a stupid, like it was gimmicky. I really liked the burning violin. Oh, yeah. and they're just like, I, I don't know what that is. I got yeah. no idea what that is. And, and then how and, they use it later. Yeah. There's like, what is that? I have no idea, but it made you look. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was good. Um, I mean, the humor in it is good. Yeah. Right? They're like, the, the, times, the times that I felt like they were trying to make me laugh, more often than not, they were succeeding and I was laughing. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. it just, it was so... I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just like the lack of a compelling story, maybe. Yeah. It just, I think, it was I think the lack of a compelling antagonist is what yes. killed it. Because yeah. like I said in my opening, my opening initial impressions, one of the wins for me for this film, one of the things I liked was how the siblings were trying to figure out how to work for a team. And really it was just Billy trying yeah. to pull them together and the rest of them were kind of doing their own thing uh especially the the one uh, i can't remember his name the one brother who falls in love with athena not athena uh anthena uh, yeah freddie freddie yeah like like he's really trying to just go out on his own and do his own thing he, he doesn't want to get tied down by a billy yeah <clears throat> so yeah like I thought that whole kind of dynamic of of the family trying to figure out how to be heroes individually and together and under their parents' roof without them finding out, all of that was great, I thought. It was great. There's storylines and great – and I think there was even further, like, untapped potential there for a storyline, right? Even, even Mary. Even Mary being like, you know, I – I kind of want to go to college. Like, yeah. I don't know if I want to do this. Like that, that was great. And, and the, the pressure and the, the layers of the fact that, that what that, the, the trauma that that was triggering in Billy. Yeah. This feeling of being abandoned. abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that he, was uh, all fantastic. Yeah. The, the recaps he did after, after the, the bridge fiasco. Yeah, and how how the city was naming them? Uh, what was it? The what did the city dub them? Uh, the something um, destroyers or destruction? No, or what 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 something what city crazy. are they in? I need to know what city they're in because it's the something fiascos. The um, what city is Shazam set in? It's set in Philadelphia. They're the Philadelphia fiascos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And he's like, it's I'm funny. not. In, you know, they're like, you're the Philadelphia fiascos. And, and he's like, this is in no way an endorsement of that ridiculous nickname. But yes, we are. <laughs> and I even I, really liked the Pedro's coming out moment where oh, yeah. all the other superheroes are like, we're superheroes. And Pedro's like, I'm gay. <laughs> and, and Billy just looks at him and he's like, yeah, we know. He's like, you do? Yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> like it was just it was a great like it was a great moment i really yeah. liked that <clears throat> yeah so there there was there was some fun stuff in here uh, something think, well go ahead no you go you well something brianne pointed out that it didn't dawn on me until she said it and then i couldn't get past it so damn her because she wrecked it for me um darla's character the youngest in the first one, like her her gripe with this, and I think I can kind of see it, is that it didn't feel, it didn't always feel like the actors who were playing the superhero versions of the kids were nailing the personalities of the kids. And right, one of the examples that she gave was that Darla since the first one, the kid version of Darla has aged and has matured a bit. And it almost seemed to her like superhero Darla was twice as immature and childish as actual child Darla was. That something Mm. about the Shazamming process made her dumbed down all of a sudden. Right. All that being said, I really liked the, her stealing a kitten, her yeah. taking one of the kittens and then like coming into the house at holding the kitten in her jacket. And the dad's like, is that a kitten? And she's just like, no, <laughs> keeps walking with the kitten. It was so good. But yeah, I and I can kind of see that, though. I can kind of see that mm-hmm. it wasn't it didn't feel and, and we didn't get to see enough of the kids like it took me a good chunk of the film because it had been a while since I'd seen the first one. So it took me a good chunk of the film to have seen enough of the kids in kid form and have seen enough of the superheroes in superhero form to be able to, to make all the connections and go, okay, that's that person and that's that person and that's that person. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from like Billy and Freddie, yeah, we don't see the other kids uh, in kid form they're they're in their superhero form more than they are in the kid form yeah like obviously obviously the um uh darla's pretty you know she's the young one and so that that's pretty easy to to figure out and then mary's not that hard because she's the only other female she's obviously the oldest one she's the one talking about college but i think i was struggling with like eugene and pedro through parts of it I was like, obviously, okay, obviously one of these is the Asian character and the other is like the Mexican character, but which, like, I just hadn't seen enough of them in kid form in this to kind of get a sense of who they are as kids versus who they are when they become the superheroes. Yeah, I think that's fair given the amount of screen time the kid versions got. Yeah. I, um, yeah. The the last thing I have to say about this is kind of beating on the drum that I already beat on this episode is Black Adam would have been so much better. 
like so, oh, so like much. You could have had that same family story conflict that you they were driving in this one, and still had black Black Adam in there. Black Adam could have potentially been like luring Freddie away from the family because he's acting impulsively yeah. and like a, a lone gun and maybe black Adam sees something in that. Like, yeah, oh, man, just, I can't, I can't get it out of my head. How much better this film would have been with black Adam. So interesting question for you because yeah, I didn't love this film, but I I don't think that it deserves the box office slaughtering that it got. So, like, the first one made $365 million worldwide, which is not a huge number, but also he was a new character, is you know, blah, blah, blah. He was a new character in an already suffering DC universe. Like, it, you know, it is what it is. This one made less than half. This one made $133 million. This one was a financial disaster for them Mm. um and so it's it wasn't i didn't love it but i also don't think it deserved the the slaughtering that it got at the box office but a question that i have for you then is yes i agree from a story standpoint from an entertainment standpoint from a quality standpoint this film would have been better with black adam as the antagonist but what do you think, coming off of the financial flop that was Black Adam not that long ago, what effect do you think Black Adam being the villain would have had on this film financially? Because, mm. and, I, and I really, I don't have an opinion, I really don't know. Um, normally, we would say that Dwayne the Rock, you put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in your trailer and it's going to bring your numbers up, right? He's a draw. But he wasn't with Black Adam and there was a lot of controversy around Black Adam and it was a total flop. And so do you think that still would have helped? Would it have been like, wow, but it's still, you know, it's still Dwayne Johnson. Like, or would the flop of Black Adam have subsequently hurt Shazam Fury of the Gods even further. Man, yeah, that's a that's a good point. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like it probably would have hurt its initial impressions going into for people. Um I feel if this i mean man yeah the way you lay that out makes this difficult because there's there's in my mind there's two layers to this one is the one i just stated like okay the initial because black adam didn't do well people are gonna be hesitant going into this with kind of they're not going to give it the benefit of the doubt Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is is in this. So it's probably going to be kind of par for the course for what we got from, from Black Adam. Right. But I think that being said, I, this, I think the story would have been, still would have been a lot better. The second layer to the, that, that, that you bring up, oh man. And it makes me think it wouldn't have helped 
it would have had the exact opposite uh, effect <laughs> than what I'm hoping it would have been is is kind of the kind of uh, what we know of the rock when it comes to his contracts right and 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 he would have taken control taking have wanting control not wanting his character to be take a beating and lose and and that would absolutely have to happen in this film so yeah man yeah I guess I guess if Ro- the rock wasn't Black Adam and we got a Black Adam film that didn't do well and then Black Adam was going to be in this this film would have been better. Cuz the other thing but that the I rock wonder. is such a uh, yeah. Yeah. It, you know right now just think it kind of hit me. It's weird that the rock doesn't serve his characters better in that in the capacity of being willing to lose or take a hit because he comes from the squared circle. He comes from wrestling and he's played a heel. He's, he's used to getting his butt kicked and, and taking the, taking the loss and letting somebody else win up over him and look good. So it's kind of weird that he doesn't, he doesn't appreciate that aspect when it comes to film. Cause the other thing I wonder is, you know, to the average movie going audience, there's a lot like it's, it's possible that even without black Adam being in Shazam, that the flop of like, you know, they wear the same damn costume. So it's it's quite possible that just from Black Adam doing so poorly that Shazam was a prop is a property that is too closely tied to and connected to Black Adam that that hurt it anyways. Yeah. That it, you know, that the flop of Black <clears throat> Adam hurt Shazam after Black after Dwayne the Rock Johnson went in and and sort of kneecapped Shazam 2 in the way that he did and and didn't allow this character to show up here and and apparently was very vocal about not want not even wanting Black Adam and Shazam to face off together. Yeah. I I heard I read a few articles kind of um that were there were rumors that one of the reason one of the reasons we got the mid credit scene we did with the Waller's henchman was because of Black Adam, because of like the rock kind of swaying things. Because apparently the original credit post credit scene wasn't supposed to be Waller's henchman kind of approaching. No, it was Shazam. society. It was members. supposed to be the Justice Society. Yeah. It was supposed to be Hawkman and someone else. Yeah, and Black Adam and, and Dwayne Johnson. Which would have made way no. more sense. Because yeah. Waller doesn't want to work with heroes. <laughs> no. And Dwayne Johnson said no. Them. There's no way to control the heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Johnson said no, you can't you can't have Justice yeah. Society members in your movie. So yeah. I don't know. And then I'm kinda like, well what say does Dwayne Johnson have? I would like yeah. I don't know. 
what did this contract look like? Because it's, yeah, if I were DC, I'd tell Dwayne Johnson to go to hell. Yeah. And it just, like I just mentioned, like Dwayne coming from wrestling and ha- being a heel before and having people come up, get over on him in terms of a fight. Just that that mentality right there just really confuses me. Like, yeah, he 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 obviously coming from that world, he understands the importance of letting the the hero win and the be the good and and taking taking a hit for for the story. Why is he so opposed to that? in film well maybe that's why he stopped being a wrestler maybe yeah maybe that was maybe that was something he wasn't cool with it's like he's trying like he's obviously trying to create some uh, his brand the the of dwayne the dwayne johnson brand right and be the, the tough guy that never loses always the hero kind of thing but you chose to play a character who's not a hero. <laughs> he, at best, he's rarely an anti-hero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, he, he he does nothing but cause a lot of destruction in Black yeah. Adam. Oh, man. Yeah. Confusing. I don't know. Hot anyway. hot mess. Sir, on a scale of zero to ten, how oh, would you man. rank? I Shazam Fury of the Gods. Even though it had redeeming moments and there was one storyline element with the family that was re- also redeeming, I got to give it like maybe a three, three, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I'm going to go with three. It was, it was, it. yeah, it was bad. It left much to be desired. Yeah. Much. It had so much more potential, and they just, yeah, they dropped the ball a lot. Yeah. And what what do you give it out of 10, sir? I'd give it a, f- a six. I mean, like I said, I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't spectacular. Uh, you, you give know. it a Shazam. Is there six give letters a- in Shazam? <laughs> wow. Wow. I did like that in this film. I liked the explanation of the word Shazam. Ah, uh, yeah. Where it, where it comes from. The, yeah, it comes from all the gods. That, God. you know, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, and all then right. each each sibling is a different letter in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, sweet. Sweet, I'm for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I give it a six. Uh, yeah. You know, could have been much worse. Could have. It, it, that's worth stating could have been much worse it could have been worse yeah could have been I, much i'm better. being a lot harder on it than than you are i think obviously yeah. yeah but could have been a hell of a lot better oh so much better yeah yeah it, it, it uh, do you know do you know that um was a fun fact you just mentioned Shazam being uh, kind of an acronym for the Greek gods that the powers are drawn from. Yeah. Do you know that um, Black Adam uses the Shazam? He says Shazam to change too. Yes. But but he doesn't take his power from Greek gods. No. So it I, it's Egyptian gods and yeah, it's sloppy canon. Yeah. But <laughs> it's fine. It's just a fun. Uh, did you know? 
Uh, why? Fact, little trivia. Why? That's that's literally my question coming out of this movie is why? I don't know. I think I blame The Rock. I think I do too. And I like, and we don't know. We don't know for sure. But when you, when you hear the rumors and, and uh, the comments coming from people like the rock himself and other people associated with it, the the things that they're quoted as saying and, and uh, when working on these projects, like everything points back towards him. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, which is unfortunate for him and his "quote unquote" brand. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, this this he's gonna take a blow from this. I think. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I I I look look when I look at him and his upcoming projects, I'm going to look at them with less interest for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, and I, for the last little while, it hasn't been like. I don't know. It's not like he's been blowing it out of the park. He he's never really like he's had some pretty big uh blockbusters, but nothing amazing. He's never done anything crazy amazing. Uh yeah, I mean the the one of the biggest franchises I guess now, I mean obviously there's the Fast and the Furious franchise which he's not a part of anymore because of his feud with Vin Diesel. Um which I mean I don't know is maybe becoming clearer and clearer as to why that might be. Maybe Dwayne the Rock Johnson's an ass, I don't know. Um but yeah, he was. I mean, he's really big in the Jumanji movies, which I, I have not enjoyed. I don't like those movies, but I can recognize that you know it's a massive franchise. Yeah, Skyscraper was great. San Andreas was great, but like, yeah, it's not Jungle Cruise, Black Jungle Cruise, the Tooth Fairy, <laughs> which is actually not a bad film. Tooth Fairy. Yeah. It's actually not a bad film. Um, But yeah, aside from that, it's just kind of, you know, obviously no performance will ever beat what he did in uh, Scorpion King, but it's... (laughs) Oh, dragging up that bad boy, eh? That's uh, CGI at its finest. Yes. CGI at its finest. All right, well, thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all below. Our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. Get some fun perks in return. And merch! We got merch. Merchy merch. The merchiest of the merch, some might say. Mm-hmm. And I can neither confirm nor deny. And you, but I certainly you would not deny. It. You can get that merch. You can get that merch. Get it. I dare you. I implore you, oh, get that you merch. Have to get the merch. Ah, and until we reconvene next time. Shazam? Shazam! Shazam!